Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Look, I have to tell you that... I want, excuse me, I would love for all of you to write this name down now. Nancy Landrum. Nancy Landrum. And I'm, I'm really energized about this, but more importantly, this is a time, if you listen to the last show with Norman, you'll really see that he talked about aspects of love and relationship that he went through, you heard him talk about it. But here we are today. And one of the things Norman said was he wished he would have gotten help sooner. That's what we don't want you to have to wish you would have gotten help sooner. It is really a time. And here's the question that Nancy Landrum is bringing to the table. Are your relationships suffering? Absolutely, absolutely. Whether they're love relationships, friendships, work relationships, come on. There's a pause button we better be hitting now before we open our mouth and something comes out or some passive aggressive behavior. That's why this is important. And that's why there is help. There's help. This is what Nancy lives and breathes and does and coaches people all over the world. But here we go. Tools to combat COVID stress. Nancy, how timely is this? I think it's very timely. It's been timely for centuries, but the more stress that our whole culture is experiencing, the more suffering there is in relationships. We take our stress out on each other, unfortunately, if we don't know better. Mm-hmm. I had a couple come in uh, a few weeks ago. They signed up for my coaching package because they wanted to improve their marriage. They wanted to stop the fighting. They had two sessions and uh, came in the third set. They weren't doing their homework. They weren't learning the skills that I gave them to learn and practice. They came in the third session driving in separate cars Sullen would not speak. They were mad at each other. He was mad because she wasn't working as hard as he thought he was, which is a complaint I hear fairly often. But I I said, okay, tell me what's the problem. Well, they've been fighting over how strict they needed to be with the COVID pandemic uh, law, you know, rules of how to protect their family. It was like one more topic to fight about. And they were so angry, they wouldn't even speak to me. They wouldn't let me help them get through that issue. And finally, I said, I can't help you. If you're not willing to speak to each other, you're not willing to speak to me, 
you're wasting all of our time. Right now, I care more about your marriage and your children than you do. So when you're ready to do some work and learn some better ways of coping with your stress, then you, I'll consider taking you back. But until then, you might as well go home. They just got up and walked out. Yeah. It breaks my heart. Yeah, it does. It does because we're talking about these. Let's just start from, from how things show up. You ever have like a, like a, a, a hairline fracture? Better yet, you ever drive down the highway and a little stone hits your windshield? And you know it's on your windshield. And you know what stones do when they hit your windshield. And you could drive to your local, what do you call it, glass chip place. And five minutes, they throw something on there and it's all fixed. But we don't do that. We don't do that. Because somehow we think that that chip is not going to spread. And then it starts to creep its way out. You ever watch the, one of these, these chips? To, you ever watch them? And then they creep their way out, right? And they're creeping, creeping, creeping. Now, all you need is a little storm, right? This is just like in relationships. All you need is an event, a little storm, right? The wind is pounding and maybe snow. And then the next thing you know, that thing looks like a spider web of cracks. Yes. We can get this at the chip. Yes, you can. It's so easy. The skills are so easy. A two-year-old can learn them. In fact, one of my clients, Melissa, and her husband had come through the coaching package. They'd learned better communication skills. They were practicing better anger management skills. She decided she needed to apply these skills to her parenting. So she began to parent her children with greater respect speaking respectfully, listening to them. They were at her mother's, her, her parents' house, and her parents had done the best they could, but they'd parented quite harshly and without praise, uh, pretty disrespectfully. And the grandmother corrected Melissa's six-year-old daughter in a kind of harsh way. And Melissa's six-year-old turned to her and said, Grandma, I know you're an adult and I need to listen to what you say, but you just hurt my feelings. When you're ready, I think you need to apologize. And next time I want you to correct me more nicely. The stunned grandmother after a moment's silence said, I'm so sorry I hurt your feelings. I'll try to do better next time. When good skills are practiced in the home, children learn them, they begin practicing them with each other it ripples out just like the cracks in a windshield, only this is a good ripple effect. It ripples out to the people around you. I'm really, um, you might call me dogmatic on the issue of respect. Respect is the medium in which love grows. Without respect, love shrivels and it can eventually die like it did for the couple that I just told you about. If you don't learn how to respect each other, you're not willing to change or exchange disrespectful methods of speaking and not listening for more respectful methods of relating, then your love is in jeopardy. And of course, the more stress we're under, the more we tend to be disrespectful, uh, lose our temper over little things that are relatively unimportant. Yeah. 
And that's a little chip, right? We call it a chip. Can hardly see them, but you know when you've been hit. Isn't that the same for relationships? You maybe can hardly see it, but you know when your relationship takes that first hit or takes hits like it. Now let's put the pandemic and COVID on top of it all, right? And we're, we're trying to take care of our lives. We're trying to cope. And yet we lose our temper over small things. And I want to ask you this question because I've noticed this myself. Something so small can turn and take somebody to get into some kind of angry movement, mode, gesture, or even words. And when that happens, usually people walk away from each other or it's either fight or flight. But there's tools that we can we can learn. Exactly. Right? Even if some even if it's happening in the moment, we can choose where to respond or how to respond. Is that where we start with this, especially for the small things like seriously, you didn't put the vacuum away or something? I don't know that that's not a real thing. But I mean, small thing, small thing. I have a wonderful two statements. All right. You'd get to decide which one you believe. (laughs) I am fully responsible for all of my behaviors. Or it's not my fault if someone pushes me beyond my limit. Which one do you believe? And then which one do you actually live by? If you're fully responsible for all of your behaviors, then you, if you're contributing to the disrespect in your relationships, that you're either contributing to the disrespect in the relationship or you are learning how yeah. to respond more respectfully. One of the best skills that Jim and I learned when our marriage was in trouble, I'm grateful our coach taught us this, was how to vent our upset feelings away from each other. Venting is such a powerful, essential skill for anyone in any relationship. Um, I would vent by, you know, when I when I knew I was about to cross the line and be disrespectful to Jim, I would call a timeout on myself and go write in my journal, write any nasty thing I wanted to say about him or to him. And, um, and when the anger, the toxic anger, the toxic energy had drained out of my body into my journal and I had calmed down, then I could go back and address whatever the issue was with respect. Uh, We can even teach children how to do this. And good parents often do. You know, when your child's throwing a tantrum, go to your room and pound on your pillow. And, (laughs) you know, until you come, you know, can calm down. I have a great exercise that I'm happy to give away. It's called taking out the trash. If you email me and request either of the two exercises I'm going to mention today, Taking out the trash is a great one to use adult to adult or adult to child. And you just ask, what are you mad about? What else are you mad about? What else are you mad about? You ask until they can't think of anything else they're mad about. Then what are you sad about? What else are you sad about? And the one who is answering or asking the questions doesn't make any commentary. There's no editing of what the answers are. What are you scared about? What else are you scared about? What do you wish was different? 
What else do you wish was different? And now finally, what are you glad about? And you keep asking, what else are you glad about? I've used this exercise called taking out the trash with clients in session who come in so their stress level is so high. And I'll start this exercise. And by the time we get down to what are you glad about, their stress level has gone from an eight down to a two. It's a yeah. wonderful way to serve each other during this high stress yeah. time. Yeah, and I want to send everybody to your website, uh, nancylandrum.com, right? And yes. one of the things we're going to do when we come back, we're going to walk through this in real time, COVID real time, because there are points where you have to learn when you're at that moment, you know, and you don't want to cross over into the boiling point moment because it's really hard to rein back. But this is something that not only is it helpful to do, but there are ways to do it. Like in the middle of this, when you're really fuming and you look at your friend or your partner and you say something like, you know, I'm really pissed at you. I'm going to go write a, a ton of really bad things in my journal about, you No, probably not a good idea. When we come back, we'll find out exactly how to do this from Nancy. And you got any trash you need to dump. We'll be right back. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you a feminine entrepreneur and you're tired of being stuck in the making just enough money trap? I hear you. I'm Julie Steelman and I just released a brand new masterclass about how to unlock the three secrets to creating a financial breakthrough in your business. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. I'm going to walk you through the three things you need to do to create that financial breakthrough you've been craving. Come on over to calledbyfreedom.com. Are you ready to become an unstoppable force of love in the world? Then don't miss the Creative Empowerment Show, Invoking Radical Love with Rachel Chase live every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Rachel shares tools, stories, and meditations to spark the flame of profound wisdom within you. If you want to awaken your superpowers and activate your heart, 
visit rachelchase.com. It's time to shake out your money-making truth on soul wisdom abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on transformationtalkradio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at jenniferbloom.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. We got some great stuff for you today. Are your relationships suffering? This is a live call-in show, or certainly at Facebook, you can post your questions in there. Are your relationships suffering with Nancy Landrum? 1-800-930-2819. So two things we're talking about, how to learn some tools to combat COVID stress. Now, here's another thing I want to say. We're not just in the middle of COVID stress. We're in the middle of an election. We're in the middle of additional things happening. We're in the middle of certain political unrest. We're in the middle of some of you live in states where you're not having any restrictions. Some of us live in states where things are shutting down. So now you take all of that and put that together. Really, what do you really want to do? Well, let me eat a half a chocolate cake, or maybe I can numb myself with a fifth of Jack Daniels or some other alcohol, or just go down to my local weed place. Those things we're going to hear about right now because here's what's going on. What's going on is that if you don't have the tools, if I don't have the tools, the tools Nancy's talking about, then what is left for me to do? Then I feel like I'm helpless. I feel like I don't know how to get you know through a situation. I don't think I'm alone in this. And so if I were a drinking person, you know, maybe I would have a drink, but I'm not a drinking person. So I'll probably opt for the half a chocolate cake. NancyLandrum.com. Nancy, right? Is is that are you watching this happen real time now in the world? I'm hearing it from the coaches that I coach, the stress of having to oversee their children's education online rather than them being gone from school. They're trying to juggle working from home with their children's education from home, being in each other's space 24-7. It adds a great deal of stress. And of course, some of them are in danger of losing their jobs or have lost their jobs or they're having to learn new technology in order to do their jobs from home. Uh, the stress level has just kind of climbed exponentially. The thing is that if, if your communication and anger management skills are lacking to begin with, they're only going to get worse when more stress is added. I believe there's a, a line down the center of every relationship and on one side are all the disrespectful ways of speaking, tones of voice, facial expression, body language. The more time you spend on the disrespectful side of that line, the more unhappy you're going to be personally and in the relationship. And then on the other side of the line are all the respectful ways of speaking, listening, tone of voice, facial expression, I coached a couple just a couple of days ago who not only are married, have been married for 30 years, but they work full time together in the same in their business. And I said, what if you set the goal of just being courteous, just 
just be courteous to each other when you're asking for someone to send an email or have you check that response. And it was like it was a brand new concept. <laughs> like, oh, you mean that's a possibility as we're working together? Um, there are ways of numbing out. Alcohol and smoking pot, of course, are two ways of numbing out. But when you numb out, you are emotionally removing yourself from your relationships. It's like the relationship becomes the... Um, the numbing agent, whatever that is. When you remove yourself from the relationship, then the other person or persons in your family feel abandoned. You're not there for them. You're not capable of being there for them. One of the best, most powerful skills that I teach couples is called listening to understand. Yeah. It's listening for the purpose of understanding the other person's point of view. Anyone in any altercation can, or any fight can stop the fight from escalating in a split second by just stopping and beginning to listen and repeat back what the other is saying. I taught this skill to Chris and his wife when they were here for coaching, and I told him that that skill, listening to understand or reflective listening, some people call it. Uh, if you use that, it reduces the anxiety in any confrontation. So this is what Chris wrote back to me. I have a child that gets frustrated easily, and I get frustrated with his frustrations. Now, how often is that happening right now? After a blowout on Sunday morning, he was very mad and crying, and I was mad and hollering. I remember that listening to understand may be useful to de-escalate arguments and solve misunderstandings. So I tried it. I started acting like a grown-up again. That made me smile. And put aside my anger and frustration and ask my boy to tell me how he feels. As he spoke, I repeated his words back to him. I just listened to what he had to say and made sure that he knew I heard him by repeating his words back to him. Slowly but surely, he stopped his sobbing. As he talked, I continued to listen to understand, and he continued to calm down. I also continued to calm down. Just after a few minutes of listening to understand, I really felt much better and a lot more relaxed. He felt better too, and was able to get back to his homework. Isn't that incredible? It's such a simple skill. Yeah, it is. And I love what we're talking about here today because it really does take exactly what we're experiencing and put it into different real life situations. You know, one of the studies I did on broken promises in the one document alone, the 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 idea of respect, and I don't mean just talking about it. I mean literal research that said, if you do this, respect is over here and people need you to change the way you're doing it. 74 times in one paper on this. And so when I asked people what they felt, another person was obligated to provide them. And, and clearly the game was open, Nancy. It was like, oh, you can give me money or you can right? Number one, 98 point something percent said respect. 
And so this is something we hear, but boy, don't we have to learn how to do it. Jim and I had to learn how. We were fighting every day. Yes. And, and I hate that. <laughs> and hated it. We didn't like what was happening to our marriage. And I didn't like how I was acting. He didn't like how he was acting. But we needed to know how do we treat each other with respect when they're in the middle of a conflict. And that's what our coach taught us. One of the first things she taught us was this listening skill. And then there are certain ways of speaking. If you don't, I'll bring up the free download on my website, includes a page of communication methods that about 42 of them that are all disrespectful and they're very commonly used in our culture uh, and very commonly, especially commonly used when we're in a conflict and we're, you know, the, es the fight is escalating. And then it tells you on that download how to, the simple guidelines for how do you speak respectfully rather than pulling out the sarcastic put down or the name calling or the yelling or whatever your favorite methods are. One of Jim's favorite methods was to say, poor me, I can't do anything right here. We are fighting again. And that was one that he had to learn to drop not to use because it didn't help us resolve the issue and it was so disrespectful mm. so that's a tricky one that one gets used right and you know it comes from a place that may not even be related to the moment you're in when we come back i would like to talk with you about how jim did that i would like to talk with you about the bridge that we have to build to get from the place where you feel like everything you do is not working, right? And people right. feel like that. How, how did you both work on getting from that moment to learn some new tools? We're going to take a short break, everybody. But before we do, Nancy, one more time, how do people find out about you? And then tell them about the download you have. Well, the, the, free, the free download is on the homepage of my website, nancylandrum.com. It's right at the top of the page, easy for you just to type in your email address and it will land in your email box within seconds. Uh, there's a couple other giveaways that I'm offering, but you'll have to email me in order for me to reply to give you these um, taking out the trash exercise and then called house one called house rules that maybe we'll talk about in a minute. Yes, we will. And I want to say for those of you who just ping me on this, yes, it was one of my first, actually, it was the first, second study I did on uh, broken promises, actually promises are what we call psychological contracts. And you're absolutely right. Um, the example had to do with relational contracts. These are obligations we make to each other. If you have a BFF, and you are in relationship with that BFF or a husband or wife or a wife and a wife, it doesn't matter, or a boss, you're in a relational contract with them. And you're absolutely right. Being treated with respect is and was the number one example of a relational obligation. And by the way, that never changed. 10 studies, thousands of people's later. That's why Nancy Landrum is helping us understand the contract makers and breakers. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. 
Are you one of the many women in the world who've carried the burdens of work and family with the added circumstance of the pandemic? You are not alone. Join Mary Rose Campbell with five other powerful women on Saturday, December 5th, starting at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, for the International Conference on Resilience for Women, as they share what they've learned to create power for themselves under any circumstance. Get your tickets now at resilientwomensconference.com. Learn how to lead a happier life on Miles to Go with Brittany Miles. How to lose to gain it all. Join Brittany every second and fourth Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Listen as coach and healer Brittany Miles share stories that teach you about surrender. For more information about Brittany, MilesToGoCoaching.com. Tune in to the show Heart change consciousness with me, Dr. Trish DeRocher, as stories of inspired activism come to life. Listening to conversations with your favorite authors, change makers, and many more who practice inspired spiritual activism and transform vulnerabilities into sources of strength. Let's be inspired together through my show, Heart Change Consciousness on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Nancy Landrum joining me here today. We're taking on, yeah, I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic, an election, which is causing conflict within families. Then now you have your kids going to school. Now there's some some places they're going to be coming home again. And so the question is, how's your relationship doing? Is it suffering? And where can you begin to really fuel that relationship with the fertilizer for love? What can you learn? How can you learn it? You know, what parts of this, um, you know, what parts of this this makes sense to you, right? So look, let's talk a little bit about this. But you know, before the break, we were talking about listening to understand. You know, once upon a time, somebody said to me, you know, Pat, you got to make sure you guys agree to close all the exits. So who even knows what that means? 
but there are literal exits, like somebody's talking to you and you like walk out of the room. So that's like a physical thing, right? And I would probably venture to say on your list of things not to do, that might be one of them, but it might be one to do, depending. The other one is where we go to, you know, you're having a conversation and you're trying to provide this feedback, but the next thing that happens is, oh my gosh, I am not talking about everything in your life. And you can't dismiss that for the other person because sometimes they really do feel like this one thing you're asking them about is a reflection of everything. Help us with this because this is showing up a lot in relationships now. So one of Jim's favorite ways of kind of ducking conflict was to say, you know, I, I here you are again, after me about something, I can't do anything right. Poor me. We called it the poor me on the list of defective communication tools. And I used to have to stop and set aside the issue and try to prop him up so that he could re-engage with me so that we could resolve whatever the issue was. And finally, I said, look, Jim, this is what you say frequently when I try to bring an issue to be resolved. It's like you don't want to even accept that there are any issues. He was very conflict avoidance person. And yet there are conflicts and or issues that I need to have resolved. Can And when you go into this poor me thing, it's like you are off in another direction and you're not available for resolving whatever the issue is. And I have to give Jim a whole lot of credit because once I pointed that out to him uh, and how it, it just it kept us from resolving issues rather than helping us resolve an issue. Uh, he never did it again. He was, I just have to give him a lot of credit for that. You know, one of the things I thought I'd be helpful is um, this, this whole idea of blame, blaming somebody else because they're not carrying their share of the load during this COVID stuff when we're all stuck at home with each other or um, or assuming that he will understand what I need help with instead of asking for it clearly. Blame is relationship cancer. Blame yes. is one of the most disrespectful uh, relationship methods, tools that you can use. I, I thought I'd, uh, because of an example I heard recently, I thought, it's important to just, if you need help, like if you have a business meeting on Zoom and it's gonna last 30 minutes, don't just assume your partner knows that he's supposed to take care of the children and keep them quiet during that 30 minutes. <laughs> don't expect him to read your mind. Uh, tell him clearly, you know, between this time and this time, I need quiet, can you take full responsibility for the children? You ask respectfully. One of the most uh, damaging beliefs that we tend to have in a close relationship is the other person, if they love me, they'll know what I need. That is so irrational. It's up to me to say what I need, to, to ask for what I need, instead of expecting my 
partner to automatically be able to read my mind just because he loves me. I think the mind reading thing, it's one of the trickiest things we're working with. And let's, let's just hang out with this for a minute because we're in the busy mode. So let's just start with that. We already have the chip in the windshield and then we're putting COVID on it. So the chip is now starting to make those spider lines, right? Yes. Now we take on the additional responsibility of managing a job, maybe kids, maybe not. Maybe it's parent. Maybe you're caring for a parent or a loved one through this, right? All of those things. Maybe you too are thinking that that here I am and everything is so busy. And maybe I thought I told you, you have to have additional tools right now. I mean, I'm starting to, Linda and I, we're starting to go through this checklist. We're starting to write lists on paper because to be Mm -hmm. honest with you, the list is so long between work and the network. You think, oh, I told you that an hour ago. No, maybe, but what was it like? It was like going through the drive-thru window. Right. right? And so what happens when you go through the drive-thru window and you don't really articulate what you want? Well, when they come to give you your stuff, you actually don't have that burger you really ordered. You have something else. Isn't it the same? Don't we have to take a moment and pause to even communicate with each other here? One of the couples that I was coaching a few months ago uh, work at home and are have, I think it was three children at home, a great deal of stress. And they began going over the list of what the next day would bring the date the night before. They'd make you know, they communicate with each other the night before. This is what happens for me tomorrow. This is where I'll need some help. Uh, this is; These are the tasks that need to be done. And that uh, reduced the amount of stress they were experiencing in their marriage by a lot. Yeah, let's go through the list of things that people can do, because I think this is super important. You know, because you and I are talking about this, but literally there are steps we can take because I found myself doing this, you know, this morning and sending an email to somebody and just saying something like, you know what, rather than both of us get together and decide who's going to be this on the next show and this, why don't you pick one week, I'll pick the next and we'll know, like, you don't have to review your thing with me. Isn't, aren't we in the same place here for people to really come up with a tactical as well as a strategic plan for this. One of the things on my list to mention today is just the simple skill of taking turns that you just mentioned with you and Linda. When Jim and I would babysit a grandchild, for instance, for two or three days, we would take turns taking care of the child so that our the other one could go upstairs and, and rest or I would read my novel, Jim would do his crossword puzzle. But during this time of high stress, what if you take turns giving each other a break? Yeah. So that you have some recovery time. Yeah. Uh, we, we, there's gotta be uh, some healthy outlets that help you just regain your balance and hold on to your sanity. So taking turns is something that some of us learned in kindergarten. Yeah. 
Why don't we use it more now? Yeah. Take yeah. turns preparing meals, take turns overseeing the children, take turns giving each other a break. What are you doing to take care of yourself to kind of refill your energy um, during the time when this stress is taking so much of our energy? I, if you wouldn't mind, Dr. Pat, I'd like to mention something else. That, please, please do. Uh, several of my, this is a real simple thing for reducing anxiety. And everyone I talk to right now is feeling extra anxious, some more than others. Some, some, of, some of my clients are so paranoid about the virus that they're just living in a, a hyper state of anxiety all the time. And um, I got this idea, I don't even remember where I got it, but a couple of years ago, I made a God box out of an old Kleenex box. And it says on it, dump your worry here and you go free. Oh, yeah. And it's a way I, I just put little notes in here of things that I'm concerned about, like the interview today went in here. <laughs> Once it's in here, then whenever it comes back to my mind again, I tell myself I've already put it in the God box. It's taken care of. So whether you believe in God or a higher power or the universe, whatever you want to call your box, you can call it a worry box if you want to. But once it's in the box, you don't have to think about it anymore. If the thought comes to your mind, you just dismiss it because it's already in the box. Then uh, about six months ago, this box was full and I went outside to my fire pit and took the things out one by one and read yeah. them and thought, oh yeah, that was taken care of. This was taken care of. I've, I burned them all. And it was such a lesson to me that when I hand things over to a higher power, I can trust that they are being taken care of. They don't have to weigh me down anymore. I can go free. Yeah, I love this. You know what, if you can't burn something, there's other things you can do, right? Like I have a shredder. So you know how you burn things? I love the shredder. Yes. I love I love the idea of taking that and you you know you put that little bit. But even if you can't do that, scissors work. You can cut yeah. things up. So what you're saying is there are ways really to move the energy out and having the ritual of it is really important, right? Absolutely. Um, let me ask you about this, because this is one of these potholes that I, I see myself step into all the time. We are so used to doing. I was just talking to Linda about this. We are so used to doing. You know, I found myself in this weekend after really doing a lot of house stuff to get ready for different things that are happening here in the next couple of weeks. I found myself where I said, I just need to go into the living room and turn on like a mindless movie. I mean, like not even like Hallmark Channel, not that. Right. That's that's not mindless. That's too relationship oriented, right? But a no, mindless I movie. I wanted to coach the people in the Hallmark. Oh my gosh, I don't even want to do that. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's not going to work for me. But really just a few minutes of something. Football, right. like unless it's the Seahawks, like it's a little football. But I needed to do that. And yet we know we need to do it. And sometimes we're groomed. And I can't speak for men, but as women, 
we are groomed to care for, care for, care for, care for, to the point we're afraid to let anything go. Like, no, I'll do it. No, I'll do this. No, I'll carry it. No, I'll move it. No, I'll do this. No, we got to break that cycle. I, um, I was very fortunate in that the first coach that I had taught me about inner child work. And she divided the inner child into two aspects, the perfectionist child who is the doer that insists that everything has to be done perfectly. I have to do it myself or it won't be done right. Uh, and then the rebellious child that rebels against all of that pressure. And um, I was very perfectionist child driven. I was keeping like 15 plates spinning at the time and was so depressed I could hardly get out of bed in the morning. In fact, the first eight months, I saw her two hours a week for eight months before I could get through a session without crying all the way through the session. So as I learned about my own perfectionist child, I began to think I'd like to do something. I'd like to break the perfectionist child's rule in some way that wouldn't you know, cause the world to come to an end. I was carrying such a load of, uh, like it was all up to me. Everything was all up to me. So I was grocery shopping and I reached for a carton of blueberry yogurt and it slipped out of my hands and fell splat on the floor, just spread out in a nice star pattern about three feet wide. And I stood there and looked at it and no one saw it happen. And I thought, I'm just gonna let someone else clean up this mess someone who's paid to do it. I turned and my cart and walked away and I must have looked like a crazy woman grinning as I did the rest of my shopping because that time I wasn't gonna clean up the mess. I wasn't going to go to the store manager and grovel and say how sorry I was, can I help you mop it up? Uh, it was a way of breaking the control of that perfectionist inside that thought she had to do everything had to clean up every mess, was responsible for everything that went wrong. It was for about six months, whenever the perfectionist part of me was demanding that I do whatever, I would just refuse. I, I had to break the power of that perfectionist part of me that was just loading load after load after load of responsibility on me that I couldn't handle anymore. I was breaking down. I had to learn how to take care of myself, uh, which has been a lifelong journey for me, learning how to yeah. recognize when I need a break, recognize when I need help and ask for it. Learning yeah. to ask for help has been a life lesson for me yeah. because I was you know, I was raised in a very strong work ethic family that, you know, whatever needed doing, you took care of it yourself. You didn't ask for help. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of us that have learned that along the way, you know, and it's great if you're still in that situation where you don't really have to engage with people, so to speak. Even in COVID, that is not true. You know, we are communicating more via Zoom or other things. And, you know, one of the things that that I think we're all mindfully aware of, that this is a relationship, even if it is Zoom. Yes. And, you know, one of the things that you're pointing out, though, for people is that there are tools that you've learned. And here's what I want to say. 
This is one of these things, Nancy, that I've learned in my life, not to wait till you get past the point of no return. This is one of these things where you know you can feel the stress in your relationship, but we wait and we wait. So let's talk about what people can do, how they can get a hold of you, and what is energizing you now as a relationship rehab coach? What is energizing you in what you see right now and how you're able to help people? Talking about the inner child, I in, in many appointments over the last three or four months, I have felt directed to teach my clients how to work with their inner child because they're feeling so much stress and they don't know how to cope with that. And I started to think, wow, I wonder if another book is coming. And uh, about three weeks ago, I sat down at my computer and just kind of spontaneously began to write a book on how to work with your inner child to manage stress, to manage anxiety, to manage, to, to give you a, a model of learning how to cope in a, in a healthy way with all the stresses that you're experiencing. I just did the final edits on that book this morning. Wow. And um, I'm very eager to get it out. But um, to go back to what can you do today is note, just notice in your body, where are you feeling the stress? What emotions are coming out when you're dealing with your children, when you're dealing with your spouse, when you're dealing with a coworker? Is um, our disrespectful methods of speaking just kind of leaking out? in your communication, then you, you have an opportunity here to learn better methods of more respectful methods of speaking, uh, practice listening to understand more than you practice telling somebody else what they're doing wrong, and, and also find ways of giving yourself a break. Yeah. I'm if telling it, you, that's it right now. If it's only 15 minutes to go lay down and read a novel, then do it. Give you, it's not a luxury, it's a necessity. It's a necessity. And I think one of the, you know, we, we have been, our country has based on, I'm sorry, my dog is making noise. I'm gonna put him down. I think uh, your dog is saying, yeah. We need to stop growling at each other. <laughs> I love the I love the way your dog did that. That was cool. He's getting uh, old and grumpy. But one of the um, kind of the do-it-yourself uh, culture that we grew up with in America, like yeah. it's this belief that I should know how to take care of myself without help. I should know how to do marriage without asking for help. I should know how to take care of my job and manage my children without help. Asking for help is a sign of strength, not of weakness. Knowing when you need help is a sign of strength, not of weakness. And it's taken me almost a lifetime to really get comfortable uh, with about three years ago, I injured my back and was in a great deal of pain with a pinched nerve. And I literally could not stand up long enough to take a shower or I had to pull a chair into the kitchen to scramble an egg 
Uh, and I, it was so good for me because I had to ask for help. It, it helped me overcome that experience, helped me overcome my resistance to asking for help like it was a bad thing. People love to help. You know, yeah. when you need help and you ask for help, most people are very happy to help. Yeah. This is what I want to say, and this is a great way to bring, you know, this conversation to a powerful close. If you've never had help, if, you've ne if you're not used to asking for help, right, a lot of times folks come out and something enormous. We can start small, Absolutely. right? We can start small like... I love this this weekend. It was the simplest thing. You know, Linda was going through, we were vacuuming, we we're getting the house ready for a bunch of things. So she asked me if I could simply hold the cord. I mean, you may think to yourself, oh, really? No, no, but that's part of it, right? Yes. Mm. Nancy, thank you for today. I want to ask you one one more question. What is your personal message? And again, how do people get the downloads and how do they work with you? The main message of my life is respect is the medium that grows love. Respect is the fertilizer that grows love. Learning how to respect was the goal that Jim and I had and it was respect that helped us get our love back. We had nearly lost our love by treating each other disrespectfully. And it was respect that made it possible for us to renew our love. Um, you get a hold of me by going to nancylandrum.com. There's a contact uh, button on the menu where you can either email me or telephone me to set up an appointment. The first appointment is complimentary. It's only 15 minutes long. I do the first appointment. I recently changed my process. The first appointment is over Zoom with you and your partner if you're coming with uh, marriage issues. And then I map out what I can do for you and you decide if it fits what you need or not. Nancy Landrum, everybody. Let's go over to the website, nancylandrum.com. L-A-N-D-R-U-M.com. When you get there, you can get taken out the trash download. Just send Nancy your email. Nancy, thank you so much. What do you want to leave us with today? Words of wisdom, please. If you start with the end in mind, what memories do you want to have of this pandemic when you're locked in your home with your loved ones? When, when it's all over and we're able to get around again, what, do you, what memories do you want your children to have? of this time in your home? Do you want them to have bad memories of your mom and dad fighting all the time? Do you wanna feel only memories of the anxiety and the stress? Or do you wanna recall it as a time of closer bonding because you picked up some skills and learned how 